Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, and I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. In the final segment of the Angela Davis series, I want to do a book club style like I've done in the past where I share my favorite quotes from a book I read. And this book was Our Prisons Obsolete, which we did talk about in a previous episode. But in this book, she says, Our Prisons Racist Institutions is racism so deeply entrenched in the institutions of prison that it is not possible to eliminate one without eliminating the other? These are the questions we should keep in mind as we examine the historical links between U.S. slavery and the early penitentiary system. The penitentiary as an institution that simultaneously punished and rehabilitated its inhabitants was a new system of punishment that first made its appearance in the U.S. around the time of the American Revolution. The new system was based on the replacement of capital and corporal punishment by incarceration. Imprisonment itself was neither new to the U.S. or the world, but until the creation of the new institution called the penitentiary, it served as a prelude to punishment. And in that chapter, she includes a quote from historian Adam Tay Hirsch, who pointed out, One may perceive in the penitentiary many reflections of chattel slavery as it was practiced in the South. Both institutions subordinated their subject to the will of others. Like Southern slaves, prison inmates followed a daily routine specified by their superiors, both institutions reduced their subjects to dependence on others for the supply of basic human services, such as food and shelter. Both isolated their subject from the general population by confining them to a fixed habitat. And both frequently coerced their subjects to work, often for longer hours and less compensation than free laborers. 
In another chapter, Angela says this, which I found really powerful and an insight I had never really thought about. But she said, no one, not even the most ardent defenders of the supermax, would try to argue today that the absolute segregation, including sensory deprivation, is restorative and healing. So skipping ahead a bit, she says, there is no pretense that the rights are respected. There is no concern for the individual. There is no sense that men and women incarcerated in supermaxes deserve anything approaching respect and comfort. And I personally had never really thought about that aspect of it. We can argue that our prisons have never been for reformation of the prisoners, but it becomes glaringly obvious when you look at the practices within those walls and how the for-profit system continues to profit off of the labor of those incarcerated under the guise that those incarcerated are not worthy of respect simply because they're prisoners, regardless of the crimes being things they were actually convicted of or not. Because, remember, a for-profit system means that many people incarcerated are only there because they cannot afford to pay for lawyers or bail or bonds and are ultimately subjected to the same punishments and expectations as those quote-unquote deserving. Another quote I found powerful was from Linda Evans and Eve Goldberg, who said, For private business, prison labor is like a pot of gold. No strikes, no union organizing, no health benefits, unemployment insurance or workers' comp to pay, no language barriers as in foreign countries, New Leviathan prisons are being built on thousands of eerie acres of factories inside the walls. Prisoners do data entry for Chevron. They make telephone reservations for TWA. They raise hogs, shovel manure, and make circuit boards, limousines, waterbeds, and lingerie for Victoria's Secret, all at a fraction of the cost of free labor. A little later, Angela follows that up, by saying, the exploitation of prison labor by private corporations is one aspect among an array of relationships linking corporations, government, correctional communities, and media. These relationships constitute what we now call the prison industrial complex. This term, prison industrial complex, was introduced by activists and scholars to contest prevailing beliefs that increased levels of crime were the root cause of mounting prison populations. Instead, they argued prison construction and the attendant drive to fill these new structures with human bodies has been driven by ideologies of racism and the pursuit of profit. And this, to me, is the major core argument against the prison industrial complex, is that it is not working for anything other than the exploitation of labor. And in that book, in the same chapter, she says, both systems military and prison industrial complex, generate huge profits from processes of social destruction, precisely that which is advantageous to those corporations, elected officials, and government agents who have obvious stakes in the expansion of those systems. Skipping ahead a little to finish that thought, she says, the transformation of imprisoned bodies, and they are in the majority bodies of color, into sources of profit who consume and often also produce all kinds of commodities, devours public funds, which might otherwise be available for social programs such as education, housing, childcare, recreation, and drug programs. 
She says punishment no longer constitutes a marginal area of a larger economy. Corporations producing all kinds of goods, from buildings to electronic devices and hygiene products, and providing all kinds of services, from meals to therapy and healthcare, are now directly involved in the punishment business. That is to say, companies that one would assume are far removed from the work of state punishment have developed major stakes in the perpetuation of a prison system whose historical obsolescence is therefore that much more difficult to recognize. And I swear, I know I can't just read this whole book, but it's so astonishing. And I know so many of you won't. So I feel like I need to quote the major parts. But this part right here, she says, in the context of an economy that was driven by the unprecedented pursuit of profit, no matter what the human cost and the concomitant dismantling of the welfare state, poor people's abilities to survive became increasingly constrained by the looming presence of the prison. And this fact right here is one I bring up all the time. Even the periods in which crime rates decline, prison populations continue to soar. And I quote, the numbers recognize no distinction between the woman who was imprisoned on drug conspiracy and the man who was in prison for killing his wife, a man who might actually end up spending less time behind bars than the woman. The prison industrial complex is fueled by privatization patterns that, it will be recalled, have also drastically transformed healthcare, education, and other areas of our lives. And this book, Our Prisons Obsolete, is one of the shortest, easiest read, even though it's obviously very nuanced and depressing subject matter. But Angela Davis is one of those writers that makes you feel like anything is achievable through community and education and discussion. And seeing how much she has changed my mind and understanding of things that are really complicated in a way that fires me up by giving me hope, even though this can often feel like a hopeless system to tackle. Either way, I highly recommend checking out that book. There are links to access it in the show notes if you're interested, whether through the library or to buy it on your own. I do recommend reading it in its entirety. Believe it or not, I barely scratched the surface. Anyway, in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I love you so much, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Bye, beautiful. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.